0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to hear um, what uh, you'd sound like um, if you were angry through these, right? Or like how you (laughs) sound, because you you can hear now, now you're hearing yourself talk and you're hearing like how you kind of sound casually, but with with emotion, like I wonder what I would sound like if I was like sad or or angry, because I'd probably sound quite a bit different, you know, when you think about other people.
1: I guess that's assuming I get sad or angry. I'm just this happy person most of the time. Yeah. Oh no, I do get cranky. Like I do. Yeah. But you know, like a lot of people, I keep it on the inside.
0: <laughs> is that uh, <laughs> is that common in uh, Australia? Is it like
1: No.
2: No, no, oh, okay. no, 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 not at all. Yeah. Not
1: at all. Um I just don't know. Look probably a product of the environment um that you grew that I grew up in, I mm-hmm. guess, you know. And um yeah, massive people pleaser.
0: Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> think uh, I definitely like grew up in a in a in a kind of a household, or just there. You know, l- there's a lot of authority around, so appealing to authority is very like natural to me. I'm very okay with someone else having authority,
1: which was probably good for the army.
0: Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was it was great for the army. It didn't it really wasn't hard for me to adjust too much for that. Um, and then uh, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, and then at home. Um, I don't think it was like you don't necessarily like suppress your emotion. You just kind of like everyone sort of like carries their burden and then like fixes the problem and then hopefully just don't have the burden. I don't know. It's there's not any like interesting psychological thing that I could add to this. I had like a a, a real good upbringing and you know, (laughs) yes, not a you're not always happy all the time, but you didn't make it too big of a deal. And then but it it was okay to to struggle. Um, I think I was really really hard on myself though, particularly when I was in like uh, elementary and junior high Um, because like I'd want to do good in school and stuff and if if I messed something up or if I didn't do something perfect the first time, I would get very, very frustrated and I did not know how to handle being frustrated very well. And so now all I do is just not get frustrated. (laughs) It's not that I handle it any better. Yeah,
1: yeah, look, I guess I'm... For me, my um, my dad was quite... Uh, ...when you talk about, um, you know, trying to do good at school and whatnot... ...like my dad really pushed us quite hard mm-hmm. academically. Um, you know, to always get good marks and always do your homework... ...and always do this, always do that. Um, I can't remember where I was going with that. But it was just, yeah, when you were talking about, you know, the frustrations. Um, yeah, I guess I never got frustrated because I enjoyed it though. mm mm-hmm. But then it goes back to the people-pleasing part. You're like, oh, well, you know, I did good, so, you know, I'm a good person. Yeah. <laughs> That's absolutely not uh, not the case at all. But no, no, yeah.
0: fair enough. Well, welcome to the uh, Canadian-specific podcast, not specifically about Canada, Great Lakes Not Included. Um, today uh, we got Beth on, uh, Beth Jarrett, correct? Yes. Perfect. I got your last name. That's awesome. I don't have your last name saved anywhere, so I'm oh. just going off of uh, emails from work, so I, I work with you. Um, we're not really going to talk about work here but um we can talk about past work and uh you i mean i guess open floor first first australian uh yes. that i that i've talked to here and oh, yeah, yeah 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 first right. one on on the podcast so that'll be good hopefully maybe a couple more but um what's it uh what's it bit like been like coming from australia to here it'll probably be pretty similar for canadians and european it might be a bit different for the brits though yeah
1: look to be honest with you ...you know, I did come over here um, and part of it was because of the uh, cultural experience... ...that I would have by moving over here. But one of the things that I've probably been, I don't want to say disappointed... ...but one of the things I was probably expecting more of was a culture shock. And I guess it just goes to show that a lot of large cities around the world... ...they're kind of all the same. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, you know, coming from Sydney. So I'm from Sydney, mm-hmm. Australia. Uh, and, yeah, I guess it's I feel a little bit at home here. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What
0: what, uh, what parts, what specifically makes you feel at home? I guess you're on the ocean, so yeah. you're not really losing that here.
1: Yeah, although I lived in Western Sydney, so I lived about 45, 50 kilometres away from, um, you know, the nearest beach. And, yeah, we do have a pretty big... Beach culture, and we love water, love water in Australia. Um, But uh, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I guess um, maybe it's the people I'm hanging around. I, I don't know, but I feel comfortable. um, Not near as much of yeah that culture shock as I anticipated.
0: Mm -hmm. I bet you'd be a little different if you have you been to Al Ain yet, or kind of out in the outside of the cities on your own. Because I know Victoria, Victoria has been having a good time here. Um, she's been on the podcast, but <laughs> um, she uh, like when we go out to Al Ain or we go to like the non city places or just the parts of the city where it's not as much Westerners. Um, even if you go to Yas Mall at the right time or the wrong time, I guess, uh, and there's more locals, right? Yeah. She's a blonde European short woman, particularly blonde. I didn't realize if, if anyone. this is incredibly interesting, but if you're blonde, you go to a place where there aren't blondes. It doesn't matter whether you're good looking or not or what you do, you are going to get looked at because like blondes are just not a thing. Mm. You're better, your eyes, it's a little, you don't get looked at as much, but if you're blonde, it's just all all eyes on you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess I have brown hair so yeah. <laughs> I don't send out as much. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, you, you're probably right. Like it is probably the environment that I have situated myself in and I haven't really gone outside of the city environment. Um, so, yeah, I probably need to get out a little bit more. Oh,
0: you'll have time. <laughs> it's uh, We really like Darlene. Uh, just don't go when it's too hot.
1: I really want to go there. Um, it's got some UNESCO World Heritage. Well, it's got a UNESCO World Heritage site out there. Wait, which
0: one is that? Is it the, the Sheik? Um, yeah yeah yeah. have you been yeah um a little underwhelming (laughs) unless Um. i went to the wrong one maybe i went to the wrong one um which is a real chance um because they had like the Sheikh's palace but that was like slightly redone up so they probably have maybe they have a different area or something that we didn't end up going to we kind of did the uh you know the, the the millennial tourist thing where we went to the zoo and We went and saw some of the more, yeah, we went up the uh, Jebel Alley. If you do go um, at least for a day, I would highly recommend going to the, is it the Mercury Hotel on top of Jebel Alley? It's a little more expensive, but even if it's just a day or if you're out there for a weekend, like you're up top and you see everything. And it's not like when you're in a typical mountain where you look down and you see trees. You look down, you see there's buildings and then nothing. It's really cool. At the very least, yeah, you'll you'll yeah. go up there, yeah. But if you're up there in that little place, and maybe you get to stay and really look out and see some so I, 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 if we go back, um, which we probably will just one time, that's where we're going. That's where we're gonna stay. So
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, it, it kind of <laughs> it reminds me of um. So in Australia, we have Uluru. I don't know. Have you ever heard of Uluru? It's a a big rock landmass in almost kind of the middle of Australia. Okay. Uh, really uh, culturally important for the Aboriginal people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you used to be able to climb up it. Climb up to the top, mm-hmm. stand on it and look out. And uh, a couple of years ago uh, they they closed it off. Mm-hmm. And a few reasons. Obviously for the cultural significance of it, it was closed off. And the other reason is because it is really quite dangerous... ...and people have died falling off it. So um, <laughs> that was a pretty big out outcry from you know certain people certain subsets of the uh, of the population who you know really didn't want that right taken away from them that they wanted to be able to climb to the top of uluru and yeah and but the thing is that when you're out there it's the only thing that's there yeah. <laughs> so when you get on top there really isn't anything else to look at and so you really wonder what it is uh, people are actually protesting um, when it comes to things like that.
0: so And they'd probably be like uh, really small. So it would be a group of protesters and then this giant rock out in <laughs> the middle of the desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And as a lot of things, right, the uh, minority uh, sometimes make the biggest noise.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just fiddling a little bit with the knobs here, just trying to make sure that uh, uh, I'm not too loud compared to you. Um, but we should be good now. Okay. Um, yeah, because you yeah, you guys actually ha- you have lots of deserts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you guys mostly don't live in the desert. No. Here no. it's all desert, except for that yeah. little little bit of rock, a little mountainous area near Fajira, and they don't have a lot of people out there. But all the oil's in the desert.
1: You know, but that's not an industry that Australia has. So considering mm-hmm. it has a lot of desert, it, um, we don't have oil mining.
0: Mm-hmm. You, just, you guys just mostly mine ore, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah, iron ore, yeah. Iron ore. A lot of that. Yeah, and that's because you guys have like two, I guess three types of railroad. Uh, strange way to put it, but you got your government. Wait, is it is government do both freight and passenger, and then you've got your private stuff for the mines? How does that work?
1: Yeah, generally the um, state governments look after the passenger networks mm-hmm. in Australia. Um, we do have a federal government organisation that runs the what we call the interstate network, and that is pretty much from Sydney to Perth and. Um, you know Melbourne to Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, and then we, yeah, and then we also have the private org- companies which uh, do the the mining stuff. Yeah. Cool. Look, there are some other private um, bits of railway here and there, but mm-hmm. um, I th- I'm pretty sure it's part part of the act. The government. Oh look, I don't know. I don't want to tell lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah. So look, it's yeah. There's but it is mostly mostly government. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of length of railway.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Cool. Cool. Right on. Well, um, I guess now we can talk about the the, the dog. So um, found another dog. So now I got mm-hmm. two found dogs. Uh, Victoria <laughs> was saying that I should try and set up a. Uh, actually, was it Ricardo? Someone was saying that I should try and set up a uh, partnership between Eddie Hadrail and the Falcon Hospital,
1: <laughs> and yeah, just start the dump,
0: dumping the dogs off on the. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. On their doorstep, it's a Falcon Hospital is like a veterinary clinic. They do Falcon stuff, but then they also do other st- stuff allegedly. But I haven't looked into them much. I didn't want to when I found Kilo, I was going to keep him, but I didn't want to like drop him off anywhere because I didn't want to put him down. And then uh, now we found uh, this new pup. Uh, you guys were calling her Popsicle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <It's>, um, <laughs> it started off as puppy, um, but then you know as nicknames evolve, yeah, mm-hmm. Popsicle.
0: Yeah. Right on. Um, uh, Beth and a friend looked after uh, the the dog for two weeks while we were away on vacation, uh, Victoria and I. But um, yeah, we're we're thinking um, oh, we're not trying to get too attached, but we were even thinking something along the lines because we found her on the Rue line. Call her Rue. Yeah, yeah, Rue would be a good name. She's very really? kind. But unfortunately, haven't had too much success. A lot of people are on vacation now, right? So they're thinking, oh, why would I take yeah. a dog if I leave in a bit? So. Hopefully we can just foster her for it. Uh, the vet thinks because of her teeth, uh, 10 months to a year old, so she's still a puppy. So, But her paws aren't very big, so that's probably it for her.
1: Yeah, she's, she's just got a beautiful temperament. Mm-hmm. Um, really, for a dog that's probably spent most of its life um, scavenging and um, not knowing where its next meal is coming from and uh, all of these type of things and probably being... Um, I don't, I don't want to say abuse, but, you know, like runoff mm-hmm. type thing if they're around, you know, an urban area. Mm-hmm. She, her, yeah, her temperament is absolutely stunning and anyone who ends up with her, I think will, will have a, a beautiful companion for a few good years, I think. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I hope, uh, hope someone takes her.
1: Yeah, I do too.
0: Yeah. See how that
2: goes.
1: Yeah.
0: Right on. I wonder if I'm gonna find any more dogs. I sure hope not. I can't. Do, I can't keep doing this.
1: Well, hopefully. Oh, I was gonna say once the fences are all in. Um, but I guess she was in a fenced area, wasn't she?
0: Uh she was under a. uh a oh, Colbert. Colbert, Yeah, but she kind of was in a fenced area. Now that I think about it, um, because it's like smack dab between two military areas. Yeah. Near uh near ways, I don't know. I have any idea how she got there. She was out pro- probably like like five kilometers into the desert from in Rue City, and then I don't even oh yeah. know where she would have been from there. Yeah. Chances are she was uh, at one point or was born at the... Uh, there's like this place... Uh, they do... Um, they up these camps for all the kind of the workers. All the working camps. The, yeah, the working camps. Um,
2: some of them are actually
0: pretty nice, which is very strange, but they're, they are definitely like out in the desert, um, and they're built up, and some of them aren't very much not nice at all. Some of them are nice, but... Uh, there, there's a lot more strays there. There's also a lot of strays up near, like, Fajera. So, any of those little towns near Fajera, but, uh, and, like, no one, like, they kind of almost just need, like, I don't know if you want to go all like um, uh, Bill Gates and, like, create a virus that castrates all the dogs in the area here or something, but, or, or run around with a van and just start castrating, and oh. something's got to happen. Well,
1: it's funny you should say that because, um, One of the other people at work, uh, they have some cats. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it was from the UAE or if it was one of the other uh, countries that they've lived in. Um, But there are programs where cats get taken off the street, uh, spayed, sprayed, spayed?
0: Spayed. Spayed.
1: Spayed. Uh, (laughs) And then... um, and then put back out to where they were. So they're still street cats but at least they're not uh, reproducing. And you'll see them because their their ear, one mm-hmm. of their ears will oh, have... Oh, it's clipped? Yeah, it will be, have a notch yeah. off it. So it, it would be good if mm-hmm. something like that did exist. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean you'll never stop it completely.
0: No, no, but if you could mitigate it a little bit. Yeah, just slow and it then down. just have it a bit more controlled.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, but I think a lot of people are like smuggling dogs here. They still' oh. want purebreds, right, and I don't think they allow uh for much importing of dogs just because of like the problems that they're having with all the strays mm-hmm. I, I mean, I could be full of lies right now <laughs> but I, I if I remember correctly they, there there is something where they're trying to uh um stop this, so they're saying, well, if you want a, a dog, you're no more bringing in like we got plenty on the street, plenty yeah. for you to adopt, go adopt a dog um so yeah. Um, And then, like, you got to think too, like, particularly with COVID, then everyone wanted a dog. Yeah. Um, That's when we got our dog back in Canada, Millie, Um, and it it was great. We made it work. We made it work even after COVID for a bit. Um, Kilo, he's just pretty chill, so he's been fine here. But there's so many people who probably got dogs and they got rid of them. Yeah. Super unfortunate. And then everyone, you know, was like, oh, I can make money by having puppies. So,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, backyard puppy mule.
0: Yeah. Yep. Unfortunate, but. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. I do hope you, if you don't keep her, I do hope that um, you find someone who, yeah, oh, takes no really one, good care of her. No
0: one takes her. I think we're in. <laughs> we're stuck. <laughs> 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 That's all right, though.
1: Could be worth. She could be worth. Yeah. But yeah, she's yeah. I just can't believe she walked for you on the. Laid.
0: Oh, well, so I think here's what happened. Um, and really, like, this is something similar with Kilo too, right? Like, it's, um, um I remember coming off of, like, military exercises and stuff, and um, I'm not trying to equate myself to the dog or what the dog went through, but just, you might even, like, sometimes when you recover, your mental state and your body will recover at different rates. Uh-huh. And so she might have been, like, technically able to walk because she started trotting but she might have been like so mentally tired also like stressed and not mm-hmm. really wanting to go but then when she sees other dogs and like most dogs when they see another dog right first thing they do is they perk up and they get excited and that might have been like an extra bit of energy that she needed mm-hmm. um so when they both go out together because at first victoria um had to carry her out and then using treats Got her to, to walk out on her own but had to do treats the whole way but she still wouldn't like step over the gap in the elevator so then she gets into the uh, elevator but then she was started to go out of the elevator so the trouble was getting in the elevator and then Friday uh, when I got back here um, we took them all out together and uh, we were able to have because there's four of us now and she was sort of in behind following us mm-hmm. and then that was what we were able to really get it to work out so it worked out well
1: yeah, yeah. All she did was uh, when the lead went on, the front paws went out. Yeah. And would not budge. Weird. Just wouldn't budge. Interesting. Wouldn't even stand up.
0: But didn't fight you either.
1: No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. I don't think she has it in her to fight. No. Um like, as in like she's just such so beautiful. Um mm-hmm. and um so, yeah, carried her outside to try and put her outside and she Yep, yeah, just lied down. Yeah. Refused to stand. Yeah. So to see her walking um, was, yeah, it was actually really nice. Traitor, but really, yeah. really nice. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, no, no it's good. Um, yeah. And then now that we know kind of her age too, like obviously we're putting in the bio that she's 10, <laughs> ten months old. Yeah. <laughs> Trying and get someone to feel bad and take her. Yeah. Take the thing is, the people, you know, online, they, for someone messaged Victoria and was like, oh, well, if she's got such a good temperament, why don't you keep her? And it's like, yeah, like, maybe, maybe, hear me out, maybe you ask, have you, you know, have you considered keeping her? Oh. And, then, and just, yeah, just I, I don't mean to say that back, but I mean, instead of saying, if she's so great, why don't you keep her, you know, phrase it differently. Yeah. Right? Phrase it differently so it's not, you don't make me not like you very much, which is it's yeah. so yeah. passive aggressive. Yeah. You know, because there's a list of things that we could list off with like, you know, Concerns and like, because we're we're probably having a a kid next year. Mm. My mom's getting excited, Um, but uh, two dogs and like, you know, at at that time might be a a a lot. So we're just trying. And if I find another one, like I'm screwed, Pooched.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and for me, you know, my kids are older now, Mm -hmm. so there's that lessening of responsibilities. And I think having a pet just puts all those responsibilities back on. And I thought to myself, oh, is is that what I want right now? And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, it just wasn't. Yeah. So.
0: Oh, that's all good. Oh, hey, I mean, you helped out. And then, um, yeah, I think the big thing is we got to figure out what to do with the two of them next month Uh, because our usual sitter, because we'd probably, we'd be able to get her to watch both of them. Um, But our usual sitter is going to be away. So, Where are you off to? Uh, we're going to Georgia and Hungary. I never, wow. yeah, ask me when I was like 10 if I would ever go to Georgia and Hungary, and I would say, where, what is that?
1: Well, <laughs> I actually looked um, a flight to Georgia today. You did Georgia?
0: Oh, I thought you were doing Azerbaijan. <laughs> uh, no,
1: Uzbekistan next Uzbekistan month. Uzbekistan yeah. next
0: month. Oh, okay, sorry.
1: But Georgia's in going to be in October. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love whiz. This is, not a paid promotion, but love weeds.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for uh, like the, I think something that like particularly Canadians don't necessarily understand. Like Canada, we're blessed with like immense wildlife, beautiful yeah. nature. But yep. so much of the world actually has amazing nature. Like we were we were just in uh, Spain and we were in the Basque Country and it's just gorgeous. Green on the ocean, coast, beach and like these, these look like screensaver photos. Wow. And I had no yeah. idea it was going to be... The nice thing about uh, being married is Victoria books some of the vacations right now. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, let's go. And I don't worry about it or think much. And I just show up and I'm like, where where are we? <laughs> it's super cool. Highly recommend yeah. if you can have someone else book your vacations for <laughs> <where are> you. <laughs> but um, Canadians think like, oh, why, you know, like, why would I go? Some, I've got it all here. It's like, well, it's like that, but it's a little different. And just looking at some of the stuff in Georgia, it's like, holy smokes.
1: Yeah, it's somewhere that um, when I found... Out that it that it was a place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I just saw how beautiful it was. It was somewhere I always wanted to go, and I was tossing up between a couple of different places to book for October.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I thought, well, this is somewhere where I actually thought prior to coming here I would never go. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, that should be now yeah. on the high highest priority on my to go list.
0: Yeah, I I um. I was talking with Victoria about this. Uh, Unfortunately, it might not line up well for me next year. Um, But there's uh, the world's longest cave in Vietnam. It's five kilometers. and You can do like a six-day hike. Um, So you go in and you're hiking around it too. So it's not necessarily like six days to go through it. It's only five kilometers. But you you go in and there's a camp and then you you do some hikes from around there, like within the cave. Mm -hmm. And it looks like, uh, I'll show you a photo.
1: Is that in Central Vietnam?
0: I'm not sure. I'll just tell you the, uh, with a Canadian accent, it's Hong Song Dong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I probably butchered that. No, 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 (laughs) but I am. Well, I've got an Australian
1: accent. I can't do much better.
0: (laughs) It sounds too much like Handsome Dong (laughs) for, for my liking, but... Yeah, um, here, but then uh, you look at the photos, it looks like Jurassic Park. Like it's wow. just, here, yeah, look at that. Oh,
2: there.
0: And there's like there's there's uh, pools, so there's, there's streams, like underwater rivers that go through there and there's a cold river and a hot river. And there's a cold river that you can bathe in and then a, an area where the hot river, is, I guess, actually I don't know if hot's the right word, but a warm one. Mm-hmm. And then the waters mix at one point and you can bathe, but they, obviously you can't use soap. Okay. So they're like, well, you can go clean up, but, you know, bring lots of wet wipes and stuff. But um, no, it'd be awesome. Yeah, ages 18 to 70. So if you're over oh. 70, you're pooched. Yeah, But it's yeah, six days, five nights. Um, however, it's like 3000 Canadian dollars, which is a lot. But here's my justification for that, because, um, I mean, man, it really is a lot of money. But it's over six days. And, like, you want to go to Everest or you want to go to, like, some of these other... You know, world's best. Like, holy smokes! Is it? Actually, I'll just search up right now how much it costs. Like, Everest is not. If you just want to go to base camp, the amount of money it costs now and the amount of trash that's there. Yeah, actually, super unfortunate.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a trip booked to Everest base camp in 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that didn't pan out. No, no. Oh, is this? Well, then you know the
0: (laughs) price. Oh, maybe it's not so bad.
1: Yeah, no, it wasn't too bad. I mean, you. Who the
0: top then?
1: Oh, the top's like minimum 50,000 50, yeah, US. Okay. That's yeah, okay, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely, that's, that's it's it. expensive. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and you're there for months and yeah. months, and so it's, um, yeah, it wouldn't be a very easy expedition up there. And I love watching uh, documentaries on Mount Everest.
0: Have you, I'm cutting it a little bit, and I apologize for cutting you off here. Have you seen the documentary? It's on Netflix. It's called The Alpinist. You have to watch it's about a Canadian climber.
1: No, I haven't. But okay. it's on my um yeah, it comes up you should in my algorithm. But yeah.
0: If you have time tonight. Tonight. It, it is like okay. So All like, right. it is it is it is amazing, funny, beautiful, sad. It's everything. It's a it's a journey. Mm. It's a journey. I, I first thing I did watch it halfway through watching it, I send it like to my family, like you guys have to watch it. And then I get to the end and I'm like guys really have to watch it. Right? I don't know if they actually did watch it, but it is amazing. And the the, the characters and, and the drama, and it's not like regular drama. It's like um, this guy, I, I won't be spoiling anything. Um, this guy does not have like social media or anything. So you don't really know of him right. unless you're really into climbing. Mm-hmm. So all the top guys in climbing know who this guy is. Um, let me pull up, I'll, I'll pull up his name. And he's a guy that was from like Squamish, BC and like from a kid started climbing and He's, he is very good and he does most of his climbing, like no ropes. So, and he does, uh, he does, uh, what are they called? Sorry, I just burped. Um, (laughs) excuse me. They, um, he does like first ascent on site. So like he'll, he'll study and stuff, but he goes, he'll go right to the top of whatever, uh, mountain, like on site, And he went down to, um the Patagonia area i think and that's in yeah. argentina and he, and there's just like major um, yeah I, I won't i'm not going to spoil anything cuz yeah. every single ascent yeah. that he does there's something very interesting and there's there's parts of the film there's parts of the film where they just stop talking and they there and there's no music and you're just listening and you're watching him climb and you're just focused on what he's doing it is wow. nuts it's yeah. nuts and but he's uh, i was saying like drama um, he, a lot of the time wants to be the, um, like he, he wants to, he feels like it's not really doing it if you don't do it alone. So this camera crew is like trying uh-huh. to link up and he doesn't talk to the camera crew for like three months and just disappears. Cause he doesn't have a phone or anything. They hand him a phone and they're like, trying to get in contact, not getting in contact with him. And then, uh, all of a sudden, um, some really good news breaks. I'm not going to spoil anything, okay. but, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I might watch it again. I'm proud. This is getting me. I, I got so excited after watching this. I'm thinking of trying to get back into climbing because I got that climbing center here.
1: Uh-huh. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Conveniently called cool climb. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I just checked out the pricing and it's it's not terrible. It's not terrible. It's not. It's not. You uh, know, you're not getting a deal, but yeah, it's, it's not. Prices yeah. But it. it's like um, for three months, um, uh, you can do unlimited climbing like every day you could go for three months and it's like um 1080 dirhams which makes its way out to about just under under 400 canadian yeah
1: yeah and because australian exchange rates very similar so yeah
0: so a a hundred bucks a month ain't bad particularly if um they do a couple courses too so they'll do your um like bouldering and um auto belay they'll then do a belay one um a top rope belay and then they'll do uh um, a course on lead climbing, which is where you clip in while you climb. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to do that in university, but I just never got around to doing it for whatever reason. Um, I, I could top rope and I could do everything else, but I just never got to that last one because I was going to do a an actual course for it. Because the first ones, I, I just watched YouTube videos <laughs> and I yeah. knew how to, I knew how to tie knots and stuff. So but that YouTube's was fine awesome but, for stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah.
1: No, I've never climbed, and I. But I love. T- watching documentaries on it yeah. uh, and all that type of stuff but yeah. um i have really poor upper body strength and i know i can fix it i know mm-hmm. i can change it but um yeah it will t- require effort
2: yeah
0: well mo- if you climb properly you should mostly be using your your legs for oh, a lot of the I'll big be moves sweet then. but yeah. yeah but it's the the big th- it won't be your upper body it'll be your grip your grip and even if you think you're you're strong got a strong grip like no it, you know, unless you're like a farmer or someone who does a lot of manual labor, right? You're, Regular, you're, I don't
1: think I've ever done a day manual in my life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I go, uh, I go back home, and uh, like growing up, we never wore gloves. So I, I grew up on an acreage, right? We never really wore gloves. I don't know why. Sometimes we did, but not really. We, man, we. I, I spent my summers, uh, sandwich, but I spent like my summers in my underwear, type deal, like and rubber, yeah. un- Actually, it was underwear and rubber boots. Very strange, but uh, great tan. But um, I go back home now sometimes, or back when I was in like, Canada, I go back home after, you know, doing some railroading stuff and whatnot and just like my hands just get blister so quickly and, you know, you just kind of feel bad. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, isn't it funny um, how quickly your body can adapt to stuff but also how quickly it unadapts to stuff?
0: Yeah. Um, have you ever <laughs> learned guitar? No. Okay, well, you can – I've a couple of times gotten close to actually being able to do it and then, yeah, just immediately – you don't play for a month; you'll just lose all your calluses. Yeah, you go, you're back to zero. <laughs> yeah, start again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, anyways, uh, the Alpinist. Anyone who's listening can't recommend it enough.
1: All right,
0: I, I. I kind of want to watch it again. Maybe I'll watch a different one that's popped up. Because have you seen the other one? Victoria watched without me, and I'm a little upset. It was about the earthquake near Everest. Just came on Netflix. I
1: um, any pretty much. You can say any documentary about Everest that's been on Netflix I've watched. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I love Nepal. Nepal. Yeah, I've been once. So um, a few years ago, 2019 I think, um, I went to do the Annapurna base camp track. Yeah. And it didn't get all the way to base camp because the track was actually shut. Oh. Yeah, because uh, there was risk of avalanche. And mm-hmm. so we got as far as, a, you know, like a little... Uh, I don't know if they're like a little village. Yeah. Anyway, got as far as a little village called Himalaya. And then, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, we had to turn around and come back. But it was still incredible. Yeah. Still beautiful. Wow. And I have dreams of going back, yeah.
0: I think you'll go back. Yeah. Yeah. Stunning. That'd be cool. Because something that I just realized too, like today, because we did a little hike when we were in Bilbao. Through the Basque Country, maybe I'll show you some photos after. Mm-hmm. And it was just like super impromptu. I was like, "We're just going to walk along the coast. I'm sure there's trails there." Couldn't find anything on all trails, so I'm like, "I ah, will just go." And then there was like a way we could take the metro back after, which was like super awesome. But we did like 14k, and it was it's nuts. Big, big walk, yeah, it's a big walk. But it's like I can travel, and like I mean, particularly I'm excited with this with Georgia because like some people travel to go do that. Some people travel to go you know climb this, or they travel to go hike this, or they. Like this is a thing of you know like that you can do. Yeah. So now it's like I can do this. I can go and try and go through like a cave or something or, or yeah. like you did with your base camp or th- that's a very real thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a diff- just a different way of like thinking about travel. I think.
1: Yeah. 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 I'm not a I'm not a travel person that would book a resort. Yeah. And uh, oh, okay, a lie. I actually <laughs> when I went to Jordan last Christmas. Yeah. Isn't that the best part about this part of the world? The proximity to yeah. amazing places mm-hmm. is just—it's oh, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, I booked uh, a resort on the Dead Sea, mm-hmm. and it was purely to go into the, the Dead Sea. sea. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I am definitely not the type of person that would book a resort and lie on a um, lie on like a flatbed for <laughs> <three> days <laughs> on end. Like, it's just—it's not in me. Um, if I'm Traveling, I'm looking at stuff, seeing stuff, walking. Yeah, it's just yeah. That and it's not for everyone. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's not for everyone. And um, and it's why uh, I don't necessarily travel with my husband um, because <laughs> we do have very different traveling styles. And it's that's okay, right? Like it's absolutely fine. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's not for everyone.
2: Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I don't know what my style is. I just know that every time we go somewhere, we seem to just be like going everywhere. Because where did we go before we went to? Oh, we went to Turkey. We did a little bit of walk. Well, we did a little, actually. No, we, we walk around everywhere we go all day. But yeah. uh, okay, no, that's fair. But I I, I want to try the the hike stuff because we walk around the cities like all day because the cities are amazing. Yeah, they're old and like so much stuff happened. Like. Where we were in Spain, uh, there, there is really cool history. And, and Portugal's got some really interesting history. But I think, like, coming there from Turkey, um, and I'm not saying that one person's history is better than the other, but Turkey in particular, because there's been so many. Because you've got the, like, the Persians. Yeah. like Just depending on how far back you go. Yeah. And then, like, you've got, like, uh, there is uh, the documentary movie type thing on, uh, or series. TV show, but it almost like a TV show. Uh, on uh, uh, Mehmed the Conqueror taking Constantinople,
2: mm-hmm. and
0: then there, there's like the second season. It's Mehmed the Conqueror and the Hungarian Empire combined with this. Like, and then you got the Serbians. Man, that Eastern Europe is like a pretty wild place when you consider like ethnic groups, and then you got the empires, and then like, then you had like the Austria-Hungary Empire and and then the germanic yep. tribe it, it's it doesn't make any sense it's nuts it takes so it takes a long time to learn it all yep. but um because then you had like what the ottomans were doing and then you had like the greeks and then like troy took place in turkey yep. and and like the romans built a, there's just so many different yeah. stuff there and then i mean a lot of stuff happened in portugal you did have the um uh, they called them the moors which just generally means um, Islamic uh, settlers really. I mean, they didn't yep. just settle, they, they did some stuff but it. wasn't necessarily like one organized tribe of, uh, of, of Muslims that came in and, and ruled in a, in a, there was a caliphate, but it's not quite the same that you would call like the, uh, the Ottoman Empire. But then, um, and then like at one point, Portugal was ruled by Spain and then went back to Portugal. It's, it's still really cool. And they're, they're very proud of their, this is something that I didn't expect in Portugal. They're very, and Spain, they're very proud of, like, finding the new world. Oh. And then you come from, like, Canada and stuff. And I mentioned <laughs> the same in Australia. Everyone feels bad because, like, the natives lost, <laughs> if well. you put it in really simple terms. Yeah. And, but, like, they are super proud of, uh, of, of what they did. And yeah. I, they did something amazing, though. You definitely can't take that away from them. But uh, a bit of a different feel from what I'm used to hearing in Canada, or usually there's a lot more people complaining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's just so much, so close, and hopefully, we'll see, oh, sorry, the puppies are just playing in the background. Oh, Kilo. Hey, 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 hey. I think we'll be good. I won't cut this out. Oh, Kilo. Oh, no. I might have to put him away somewhere. I'll put Kilo in that room or something. Oh, they're good right now. Okay, Perfect. <laughs> Yeah, so, um, yeah, you went to Jordan to see which? Um, Petra. um, Petra. Can you tell me about that? I'm not actually very familiar with Petra.
1: Petra. It's one of the seven wonders of the world.
2: Yeah, I'm Uh, not familiar with it. Yeah.
1: Well, um, what most people would be familiar with is seeing the scene out of one of the um, Indiana Jones films. Is it The Last Crusade?
0: Probably. The first one, right?
1: No, it's like about the third.
0: Is it The Temple of Doom? No. No. no, that's the first one, I think. Okay. Yeah, no, it's oh, about the it?
1: third one. I'm sure it's...
0: Is it, ca- is it the things carved into the mountain face?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah that
0: is the, that's the last Crusader, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's the third one. So, um, yeah, so Petra. It's... What I didn't know was... What I didn't know was that they're actual tombs. So there is this... I want to call it a mountain range. And it's absolutely full of carved tombs into rock faces and the treasury in particular which is the one that's in the movie is really well preserved because of the location it is it's in and they cut it into the rock so water wouldn't run down and um weather it away yeah um yeah uh,
0: <laughs> sorry keel just bit you Kilo, come here. It's very excitable yeah oh <laughs> keel hey 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 He's gonna get hit. Take that, Peta. Reach me here. Yeah. I don't think they have Peta here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay.
2: Yeah. We'll but put him um, back in
0: the desert. Sorry, you were saying the. Uh, so it's like, is it? Pr- so it's pristine, pretty well. Like it's not super weathered. Maybe a little bit by wind, but that's about it.
1: Yeah. A, l- a lot of the a lot of the tombs there have all the faces of them have been weathered away. So okay. You know, you can only imagine what it would have looked like back in the day. Would have mm-hmm. been an amazing place to go. Uh, I as long as you went scared of ghosts and stuff.
0: And I think uh, some of these old like because all we'll we see is the stone that's left over, right? But the, I wonder too if a lot of these things that we like we see these statues and stuff if they weren't also painted as well. Because I heard a lot mm-hmm. of people thinking like some of the Roman stuff was painted, but then that that okay. might that might yep. also be like um, pretty well any old monument made out of carved out of marble or stone or whatever it might have yep. been uh, painted. In it. And just to think what they could have done with that too.
1: It's one of these things where. Uh, because Jordan also has some Roman ruins uh, up in a place called Jerash, uh, ...which is uh, northern uh, north of Amman, the capital. And you, you, you're you wandering around these um, ruins. And for me, I'm like, oh, that, that's great. That's half a wall here, half a wall there. But what I would really love to see... ...and I'm not saying rebuild the entire thing. I would love to see just one room. mm mm-hmm you know, that they do up and they. uh, this is how it would have looked in the Mm -hmm. day because I have no idea if they were bare stone walls, if they had some type of mortar on them, if they were painted, Mm -hmm. you know, what floor coverings. Like I would love to see just one room, what it would have looked like or what they think it would have looked like back in the day.
2: I think
0: that's a nice thing with like uh, mosaics because you know they wouldn't have covered a mosaic up so you can see like this is what the floor would look like.
1: And there's lots of mosaics in Jordan as well. Are there? Oh, okay. Yeah. There's yeah. one particular one in a place called Madaba, which mm-hmm. is uh, it's it's the holy land. Like it's all the area. It's in um, in a church. Yeah. And um, it's it's like a it's a map. There's yep. this mosaic map on the floor of a church, and it's just, it's incredible. It's stunning. Wow. Yep. That's pretty nuts. Yeah.
0: That would have taken so much time. Cause you got to find the right size stones, uh-huh. too. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't really do that anymore. Uh-huh. I wish... um that, That's something... I don't, maybe you have some thoughts on this, too. Like, uh, th- there are a lot of, like, interesting artists doing interesting stuff. Like, I got, you know, Jay. Shout out to Jay. Uh, he's been on the podcast. But he did those, two mm-hmm. for me. Uh-huh. And he does, like, a very particular art style. He also does that one in the corner. Um, Very... Um, abstract but like still grounded like you can see things in it mm-hmm. so it's not super abstract and then when we went to the Guggenheim in Bilbao and it was like wild abstract but a lot of public art um, does not look very good particularly in Canada um, I think it's similar in the U.S. Uh, sorry in the U.S. but um, and, and part of it's because contractors have bit on these projects and then part of the project is you got to come up with some public Uh art and they're like okay uh, someone figure something out and then they hire some art director who uh, um, these aren't my ideas I think I'm taking this from Art Chad on YouTube shout out to him as well Um, but he uh, what I think happens um, and I'm not saying this is what he said but this is what I taken away and it's now very foggy is uh, these contractors will just hire someone who like went to school or something and they'll be like yeah and now Edmonton I'm going to show you a photo of it Evanson just got this pile of silver balls.
1: Okay. And I yeah. think there's
0: there's a lot of people who have pile of silver balls in their um, uh, in their cities now as like public art. But we could have like really cool, like particularly Canada, like we could have really cool um, indigenous sculptures. Yeah. You could. We have a Nootkoks. We have we have the um, uh, shoot. What are the like, like multiple animal faces oh, on totems. a pole totem poles. Yep, and and that's even without getting any abstract or like because like in in um, at the U of A they had like a couple bears that they put in and the bears like look like it's like the symbol of the U of A but it's also like native and and like look like I'm I'm a conservative guy I'm not usually into all this feel good stuff but like yeah. n- you know natives did they're like outdoors people and stuff they're very cool and you could build like really you could do really cool art with yeah. it and it ties into the region or you could have like. Other types of art, like there's lots of Ukrainians who do, like they have, actually they have that in um, Vagerville. they have uh, a a large, um, a large egg, uh, like a Ukrainian egg. It's actually kind of cool, but um, they just, they do so bad. What's public art like in in Australia?
1: All right, well we love big things. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah,
0: (laughs) You do the world's biggest as well? Yeah, 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 we've got
1: like, yeah, like the world's biggest. On the world's biggest rocking chair, okay. world's biggest, um, oh, like rocking horse, yeah. Uh, big banana, uh, th- th- there's just uh, big Ned Kelly. Um, th- yeah, there are those things, yeah. We got that are tourist attractions.
0: I'll list a couple off. Uh, duck, biggest duck, <laughs> biggest fishing lure. Um, we got the biggest pierogi, we got the giant Mundare sausage in Mundare. But, you know, it's like a sausage ring, right? So if you look at it from the side, it's just like this erect phallic um, <laughs> structure, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, there's lots more in, in the prairies, like rural stuff. Is this like in – is this in like Sydney and Perth or is this like small towns just outside of those yeah, places? Yeah, this is more the, the yeah, towns outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. You,
1: you need some type of attraction, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, we do – in Adelaide, in Rundle Mall, I'm pretty sure they've got big silver balls. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. Here, I, they probably look like this, and it's just ugly.
1: Oh wow! No. No, not no. like that at all. No, it's more just like one big ball. Yep. Yeah, yeah, but like a oh. couple.
0: Okay. This is like I think there's a couple. This is probably like, 100 and yeah, it looks like a hundred. Yeah. They're between pile of bearings. Yeah, yeah, like a pile of bearings, like between half a meter, um, sorry, probably one meter, and as low as like a quarter of a meter. And they're stacked up, so they're probably stacked up like 12 feet high. And it just looks ugly. But imagine a totem pole.
1: It's so weird how you um <clears throat> interchange between uh, Imperial and Standard International. Oh, yeah, yeah. Units I can do it. Like a meter. Yeah, 12, 12 feet foot. tall. Oh, yeah, sorry, how <laughs> many would that be? Well, it's a foot. A foot's 90 centimeters, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Oh, it, sorry, it cost us um $600,000. Wow, That thing. For that? Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah. It's ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess, awesome. yeah, I lived in Edmonton for a bit. It can be mine. And then people go and like spray paint it now all the time. And uh. they did one that was gold too. Let me, let me see if I can find the gold one for you. It's so, and it's just like, you, you can't now imagine this. Imagine a cool mosaic. Imagine yeah. a mosaic of like a map of the, of the Edmonton River Valley mm-hmm. or a map of like something about your city in a mosaic that's somewhere and it yeah. has little you are here and the, you know. You can still make it like a little bit abstract so like art still feel good, but like there's so much you could do. That's a lot of there money. Is, yeah. You give me six hundred thousand dollars, man. I Yeah, yeah. You can do I a could, lot. Yeah, absolutely. I could reconstruct probably like two or three act grade Railroad crossings for that much <laughs> money, right? You're telling me <laughs> we can't find a nice piece of art to put yeah. there.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> you and could do a lot with six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And there's probably artists out there who whose work is completely undervalued that would be more than happy to
0: Well Jay. Yeah. Put Jay up there. Yeah. You know, and he'll he'll find you whatever he'd probably stand there, right? He'd probably take a look around, take a bunch of photos, and then like find little things in the area and then somehow I don't know. I'm not gonna tell Jay how to do his stuff, but yeah. Jay Johnson, <laughs> he's probably listening. You you should make the next piece of Edmonton art. Why not? Or just any like local I mean, obviously pick Jay, but if you can't pick Jay because Jay's busy working on someone else's, uh, you know, yeah. art installation, um, like like six hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, <laughs> you could you could pay yourself two hundred thousand dollars and still have a year, and and then use a hundred, another two hundred thousand dollars for material. Yep. And then I don't know what you would do with the other two hundred thousand uh, dollars.
1: Eat it, eat away. Eat, yeah, eat, eat it eat all. And drink it away. Yeah, um How about
0: for a party after you open it? Yeah. Yeah.
1: What about um, street art? Does Edmonton have <sighs> a lot of street art? Uh,
0: we have some murals and stuff. I think my wife's more on top of that. She really likes it. I don't care as much, like you're talking just like spray painted or just painted oh. sides of buildings?
2: Yeah,
1: any any um, street art. Let
2: me um, search. i me going search.
1: I really enjoy it. I was surprised, I went to, um, I was in Argentina back in 2020.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just, I got home just before coronavirus shut down the world. So I was very fortunate. Um, but street art in Argentina is massive. It's a massive big thing. Uh, graffiti originated, uh, just going by memory here, so I hope I'm getting it right, but graffiti originated um, for political reasons. So, mm. you know, you, you'd yeah. So if you um, wanted to get a name out there or whatever, yeah, you'd graffiti the name. And so it's massive over there. Yeah. Yeah, in Buenos Aires especially.
0: There was oh man, I'm gonna butch. I shouldn't say anything. I believe there's a few artists that came out of like Mexico and and places like Argentina and stuff like that yeah. that do like a particular style that's like half graffiti, half you can do it without spray paint. Yep. Um, that made it pretty big for some reason. There's some with the Spanish involved in there too, but I can't remember. Here's like, when I searched street art, yeah, all we got is murals and like, there's a mural. It's like a wolf that's oh all...
1: Oh, wow. um, that is, I, I really like that. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think like some of it's pretty cool, but I don't spend a lot of time looking at it. It's like a, for those listening, uh, abstract wolf. Um, it looks like a female wolf. Yeah, geometric. <laughs> yeah, but it's, geometric, yeah, geometric. Like. Um. Uh, like if you were to carve it out of like a crystal, you, you took mm-hmm. like, if you went to like Banff, you got like a crystal wolf. That's what it would look like. But also you went to like a liberal place to get it. <laughs> it's probably the best way to put it. Um, but not that liberal. It doesn't look like superhuman, human-like. Um, just a little off. But yeah, that's most of it. Uh, it. It's better than nothing, I think. And I, I like that they have it. I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm not super into that. I don't know why.
1: I am, but and probably maybe for the same reasons as Victoria, Mm -hmm. Um, being a creative person. Yeah. Um, I think I don't know. Maybe it just appeals to that part of part of us.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that creative side.
2: Yeah.
0: No, fair enough. Well, it's been fifty minutes. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, pretty fast. Eh?
2: Guys <laughs> super fast. Yeah,
0: I try. Uh, I don't try to keep them too long. Um, some some of them have gone a little longer, but I think uh, I think here's good, and then um we can do this again if you want. Yeah, you it's After, been it's uh, been good. Good, glad you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What time is it? It's
1: been weird hearing myself talk.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it'll <laughs> uh, I'll it, you'll you'll be on Spotify, so you can. Oh, share this with Spotify. yeah, yeah awesome. so you can share this with everyone um yeah I guess this will be the first episode that I've done after I've been uploading everything to Spotify okay I no, it'll be the second one I just didn't know I was gonna upload it to everything also it's on Apple podcasts and stuff so that my mom can hear it awesome. yeah yeah and other other folks so yeah Yeah. so we'll go out everywhere yeah um we'll do this again yeah and uh maybe f-
1: oh, I was just gonna say maybe you can uh get some of the other ones at work to uh to have a go as well
0: yeah uh Brian, uh, John O'Brien, he's been on. I oh, might, yeah. I might see if uh, Andy wants to come. Good excuse for him to see the dog, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I'm trying to get uh, Brian Christie as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: None of them are Australian, but okay, cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, Damien would <laughs> never do this.
1: Damien are Mo- you kidding? Could you I'm imagine f-
2: it? Oh, he'd never do this.
1: He's more Aussie than Crocodile Dundee. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. The first day that I heard him, sorry, I know we're at time, but no, no, the first day that I heard him talk, I was just like, He's more Australian than Australia. Yeah, yeah. He's hilarious.
2: Yeah, he's Love like
0: him. a mascot. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah stereotype, but yeah, but st- but he's still like super knowledgeable and he's like pretty worldly, but he, you know, but yeah. not but not too much. Yeah. Yeah, he's not out of place here. No. But you would know where he's from. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah. Real <laughs> quick. Really
1: quick. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but there's cool. a
0: couple others. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for coming and uh, hopefully we'll do this again.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jaden. Take care. All right, bye.